Hello and welcome everyone to the Tecmo Bowl vs. RBI Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Bell. This podcast offers an educated and informative look at the original Tecmo Bowl from 1989, along with the very first RBI Baseball released in 1988. Find us online, Tecmo Bowl vs. RBI.com. Also interact on Twitter and Facebook at Tecmo Bowl vs. RBI. Today's guest is the best Tecmo Bowl player in the South, he is none other than Cole Kubelik. Hey, Cole. What's up, man? Hey, Brad. Doing well. Uh, good to finally get on the phone with you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been looking forward to doing this. Yeah, obviously, uh, I've always played. I've always been a fan. Uh, this quarantine has sort of got me a little bit more dialed in, uh, trying to, I guess, accomplish a few things that I haven't yet and um, eat, up some, eat up some time. So uh, it's been fun to kind of dive back into it. Sure. So the internet, as you probably know, is full of many, uh, when it comes to video games, uh, best evers and never been beatens. Um, however, you're a man with a distinguished resume playing Tech Mobile in a public setting. Give our audience uh, some background on some of the events you've been a part of, like in the studio and at the mortgage company with Conrad. Uh, a buddy of mine owns a mortgage company, and he he used to have us out there for remotes to do my radio show all the time. And, you know, he's kind of like, let's let's try to think of something different here. What can we do? I said um, he wanted to give away a television, and I said, give the television to anybody who can beat me in Tech Mobile. And he's like, how confident are you that nobody can beat you? And I said, well, and unless this dude in Oklahoma drives down uh, to try to win a television, I said. Uh, I don't know anybody that can get me right now. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So he lined it up. He promoted it. We promoted it for about two weeks. We probably had, oh, man, I don't know, 20, 25 guys come through there. Um, and I had done something similar at a clothing store that I owned in Huntsville as well. Um, I offered like a $500 uh, gift card to the store if you could come in to beat me. And I gave it an entire day. And I went through about – uh, about 25, 30 guys that day. Um, and there's one guy, his name's Justin Plunkett. Now, I know him. He's listened to my show forever. We've become pretty good friends. And he can he can give me headaches. I'll say that. He hasn't necessarily been close to beating me, but he can he can provide some headaches for me. Like He, he makes the game a little bit uncomfortable as opposed to 99% of everybody else that I played. Um, so there, there weren't too many challenges. Uh, it was mostly, uh, 30, 40 point wins. A couple guys quit. Um, you know, obviously I throttled back on a couple of guys late, just trying to, cause I was playing in between, I was playing while I was on the air. So, you know, it, it would get to be, you know, 42, 49, nothing. And you know, I would just try to run some clock and try to get out of there. Uh, you know, kick the ball down the field, try to kick a couple long field goals just to, to run a little bit of extra clock and try to just move on. But, uh, it was fun, and, you know, listen, I have a distinct advantage. There's not a lot of people like you and I that play original OG Tech Mobile in their spare time. Uh, you're going to run into those super Tech Mobile warriors that are always going to tell you that it's it's so much better and just because it has more teams and more players and more plays that it's automatically better. But And there's something about simplicity. There's something about the original. 
there's something about the first thing you fell in love with, and and that's what the Tech Mobile was for me. So that's why that's why I will always lean Tech Mobile as probably the greatest video game uh, of, of my lifetime. Uh, I think like Goldeneye would be up there with me. I probably have spent equal or more amount of time playing that game. I haven't played it in a really long time, but I played tournaments in college in that game and won a couple tournaments in college playing that game. Um, you know, there's a lot of NBA Jam growing up, a lot of RBI baseball, but I think I think Tech Mobile probably has been. I mean, if we if we had a life clock, like a life stopwatch on all those games, uh, Tech Mobile probably your leader, and Goldeneye probably uh, probably coming up second with either NBA Jam or uh, RBI Baseball coming up right behind that. Sure, those are all really good selections. Tecmo for me personally, um, I started watching the NFL mid '80s, so Chicago Bears from '85, Giants '86. So Tecmo Bowl really uh, perfectly captures that era and those players, those rosters. So the nostalgia uh, is a big factor for me. Recently, um, there's a there's a topic we kind of chatted about online um, that we thought we'd cover today. Um, the the um, uh, ESPN had and I'm going to pull up the tweet here. This was about ten days ago. Um, they said the most unstoppable video game athletes pick one, and of course they had Bo Jackson, Tech Mobile. However, in true form, um, it was Bo Jackson from Tecmo Super was what the image was, but they actually listed it as Tech Mobile, so it was incorrect. But the comments were predominantly um, how Bo Jackson's unstoppable, and the person with LA is guaranteed a win. So I thought we'd take some time to dissect some of the flaws <laughs> of LA. It's the it's the biggest video game misnomer in history. Like I if if you get against someone that doesn't know what they're doing and when we all first started playing Tech Mobile, yeah, Bo Jackson was unstoppable because you didn't know any better and you had the opportunities to allow him to be dominant. Uh, I would probably argue that Tecmo Super Bowl, that Super Tecmo Bowl Bo Jackson is more dominant than Tecmo Bowl Bo Jackson. And then you could probably get into different arguments in that game about Christian Okoye and Derek Thomas and a couple of other guys even being more dominant than Bo Jackson was in that game. So it's when you only have one option to get the guy a ball in a game, and I can legitimately take that option away every single play and still feel pretty good about the other things that I'm going to face, especially if I get one of the defenses that I want, then I don't understand how that guy can be the most dominant, unstoppable video game player or video game character of all time. It's just, it's just not real. It's, it's totally false. And, and, and I'll tell you this, uh, the, the player that it, that it probably really is, um, is probably not one that most people would go to. Like I'd be interested to see which direction you would go. If I asked you most unstoppable video game player of all time, like who who would you say that that person is? Um, for me, Dennis Gentry, Bears kick returner and Tech Mobile is is on the list because you are at the mercy of the uh, the O line and that and that team that blocks on his kick returns. Uh, so there's really no stopping Gentry. You just you're hoping to to corral him by the forty. Would it not be on? John Elway's quarterback to <laughs> to take the normal reverse option and uh, toss the ball to the receiver that comes into round and he's literally 
a hundred times faster than any other player on the on the game. <laughs> that's that's a good option. That's a good observation for sure. I'm yeah. saying, and it's like it's not a code or anything you have to put in. I mean, it's just that dude on that play. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're talking most unstoppable player in video game war, <laughs> I'd have to say it's that dude. Uh, that's because a you can't yeah. stop him. Yeah, can't argue with that. I mean, that's a known. He's a known commodity with what what he does and the speed there. Um, so yeah, it's it's out there. The th there's a couple other problems with LA. Um, for starters, I don't like their defense. They have Howie Long. He's he's a bottom defensive end. Um, so your opponent can quickly pepper that top receiver all game long if you're Howie Long. So um, you know that's a problem. Um, the defense you talked about just calling Bo Jackson's run one, which it's an effective defense. There's a there's a thing with with the the, the passing the cycle order of LA's two pass plays, and one play it goes if I'm not mistaken it goes from top to bottom and then I think the other play it reverses so it's easy to get confused as to which play you've called thinking you're one click away from a wide open target when you're actually going to click to somebody inadvertently for an interception so um, so that's something you have to be careful with on LA and then there's the whole um, the programming error and the blocking scheme with to get the two running backs set they had to pull that top receiver and so his yeah. job is to block the top outside linebacker. And so literally, if you're Carl Banks, it's game over. He's unblocked. He's faster than Bo. He can. Um, he's on the backside of Marcus Allen's run play in the blocking scheme. So even if you don't have Carl Banks, you can, you know, still use a slower top outside light outside linebacker to at least mitigate some yardage from Bo and slow him down. So um, LA's got some problems. Yeah, I know what's crazy is they've got legit weapons mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you should be able to utilize both of those backs. And then obviously you have Tim Brown over the top. Uh, Christensen's not terrible. Um, you know, you should be able to be really difficult to defend, but I don't like their playbook either. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a playbook that, you know, even if even if you were going to have a play that allowed a back to find positive yards or bust one when people pick their play, you know, that off tackle play to Bo Jackson's probably not the best one for that so it's um you know obviously no shotgun plays which i think hurts you a little bit and you don't get a ton of crossing routes on your on your players who can really do a lot of damage so yeah i'm, I'm with you i don't i don't like the defense at all howie long is good enough to do some damage and to keep you in games and you know to minimize damage if you're playing a good offense and a good player but you better hope that nobody's picking that Bo Jackson play on a regular basis. Because if I play, I was picking every time. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I was picking every because I'm not gonna. It's 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 literally it's that Michael Jordan and LeBron James philosophy. Um, you know, we're not gonna let that guy beat me. I'm not gonna let him beat me. So if I if I if I pick Bo Jackson's play and I play Marcus Allen on every play with like you said, if I got New York or even if I if I got Chicago. And, you know, I want to go Hampton or I want to go Singletary or whatever. Or if I go L.A. and I got or if I go San Francisco and I go Carter or I go Ronnie Lott and I want to play Marcus Allen with my guy. Personally, I can try to take I can neutralize that. I might not be able to take it away every time, but I can neutralize it. Then, you know, you're going to have to beat me through the air. And as you know, it's it's not easy to do against a good defense in that game. And, you know, you're you're dead on with the weapons L.A. has their their passing game. 
Tim Brown's a eight speed, which is pretty fast for receiver. Todd Christensen and Marcus Allen are in that realm too. So the weapons are there, but yeah, I agree with that. The playbook has its, its limits and its flaws. So for those of us in the know, it's yeah, LA is um, they're they're pretty far down the ladder as far as I'm concerned in the team rankings. So now that we've kind of run through LA, let's talk about teams that are not so sexy. Um, uh, guilty pleasure teams that you uh, you enjoy to use the kind of under the radar teams, Cole. Oh man, um, probably Cleveland would be one of those teams because Mac is so destructive. Like it's fun to just run through people with him, um, and obviously Kozar can sling it when you need to throw the ball. Ozzie Newsom's really good. Um, but I mean, I just if I want to play like a ground and pound game, I love playing with Cleveland because um, obviously he, when Mac gets going a little bit, you know, and he gets a little momentum, he's just he's he's super tough to bring down. Defensively, not a lot of fun, not great. That would probably be the team that most people would never really select that that I kind of like to play with every now and then. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much New York, Chicago, San Francisco. Uh, depending on what I'm trying to do or who I'm playing against. And it's, the funny part about it is everybody's always excited to get to pick first because they think they're going to get L.A. And it's like, okay. And then I've, I've, I've gone against some crafty guys that know now, well, i got to get New York or Chicago if I'm going to find a way to beat it. And I always think I can beat the other one with one of those two teams. So uh, it's fun to play with Miami just because Marino can – I mean, he can fit the ball into some windows that most guys can't. Like he can make some throws that normally are going to get picked off. Uh, you know, they're fun to play with every now and then. Also, again, not much defense. Um, you know, the, the, the playbook and the run game is shit, and you're not going to be able to have much balance. But, you know, in today's football anyway, it's kind of fun to have that and, and have that at your disposal anyway. I agree with the Cleveland choice. Um, Kevin Mack is, um, you know, the best thing with Kevin Mack is he gets to the, the second and third level of defense, and especially a team like Miami. Uh, he just popcorns all their defensive backs that are controlled by the computer. So um, it's Popcorn City, and Kozar is the second best, um, or he's, excuse me, he's the best of the second-tier quarterbacks. Um, so he's kind of that last guy that I'll make those really long throws all the way diagonally across the field with. Um, their defense is, it's kind of a personal preference thing because they have the two fast defensive backs with uh, Dixon and Minifield, and I have a buddy, he loves to play defense with the, with the defensive backs. I'm more of a defensive end, outside linebacker type, type of guy, so um, so it does play into your preference. So um, that's for who is that? Who is that defense you said your buddy likes to play with? Well, he likes to be the defensive back. So with Dixon, Hanford Dixon up top, oh. and Frank Minifield at bottom. I mean, those are, yeah. you know really fast guys in the in the back end. So um, they suit what he where he's comfortable defensively. See, I'm not a fan of playing with guys on the back end. Um, I think number one, if if guys, if somebody's going to challenge you deep, it's it's easy to get out of position. And then obviously, you know, you're going to be late coming up to cover the run, uh, unless you have, I don't know, there's there's probably two three guys that can play deep, and be able to come up and consistently play the run well. So if you have an offense that can mix it up, um, and especially that gives you some underneath routes with a deep option. And that deep option is on the guy that that they're playing with. You can get you can get them out of position pretty easy, in my opinion. Now, if you're throwing the ball with Jack Trudeau, it's not really going to matter. But 
you know, if you got a quarterback like Montana or, or Kozar or Marino, obviously you're going to be able to make him pay. Yeah, you just kind of just have to play through your strengths defensively. I think we've covered a lot of the uh, topics. I guess one topic I should touch upon, um, since you're a, you're an Auburn alum, played uh, college uh, football there, have you met Bo Jackson? Have you Has he been a, a guest on your show? <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've met him. I've been around him a few times. I've interviewed him on my radio show. Um, he's an interesting character, man. Like you just, he's, he's one of those celebrities that has a lore when you're around him. Like just everyone, it's not just Auburn people. Everyone recognizes him. Everyone knows who he is. And it's wild because, you know, his, he, and, and I'm not taking away from any of his ability, but he has become almost more of a folk hero than he was a, a great professional athlete because his professional career was cut short. And I think his professional career getting cut short almost helps the folk hero aspect of, of who he is and what he was. Now, he's one of the greatest athletes to ever walk this planet. I mean, that's just fact. But it, he's it's cool to be around him and talk to him. Uh, he's he's a really interesting guy. He's, he's definitely a nice guy, but I mean he he knows he's Bo Jackson, and <laughs> you know it's it's there's, there's zero doubt about it. But uh, a guy that does a lot of charity work, a nice guy, and and somebody who uh, I mean, it, like I said, when you're around him, you know it. You know you're in the presence of greatness, and it's not because he tells you or anything like that. Like you can just tell by the way people act that are around him. I uh, I just happened to see a clip, um, and I, I don't know if it was a today in history type clip, but the first at bat that he had with the White Sox coming back from the from the uh, hip replacement, he homered to right field. It was a bomb, yeah. and that's that's you know all the the twenty some year old stat heads will say, oh, Bo Jackson wasn't this or that. Well, those are the moments that that you did not want to miss Bo for one second, whether he's playing football or baseball. So. Just an incredible athlete. Um, the only downside of Bo Jackson, he will not sign Tech Mobile cartridges or Tech Mobile memorabilia. So uh, we are out of luck. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've seen in, in some of the the signings, they, they'll uh, list things that he will not sign, and unfortunately, Tech Mobile uh, cartridge is on the list. You know, I've heard that, that he doesn't like, you know, that that part of his career being. I guess as important as it is, mm -hmm. uh, because people look at a video game and probably think that, hey, that's fake. Like what he did was real, which it was. But I mean, I, I have a pair of, you know, Nike Air Max trainers that are his signature shoes that have like the Tecmo Bowl 8-bit graphic character, but it's in a Kansas City Royals uniform, like on the tongue of the shoe. And it's weird that, I mean, how, like, why would he let Nike make that if he was so anti-Tech Mobile? That's a little bit weird. Hmm. Yeah, no idea. So we'll flip over to um, one last topic here. You've mentioned RBI Baseball is one of your, your favorite games. You don't really post about it much on social media. Um, give me a little insight. You know, who are your favorite teams, um, you know, and some of your experiences playing RBI? Well, I mean, I think um, American League National League, it's going to be hard not to like them. I love playing small ball with St. Louis. Um, you know, just trying to dink balls on the ground, the opposite field with, with Coleman and Ozzie Smith. And, uh, I mean, even even Tommy Herr could run a little bit. And, and just, you know, going out there and, and trying to steal bases and move runners over, like it just, it's, it's a different, just a completely different style of ball. But it's fun because they have the guys to be able to do it. And, of course, 
you know, Jack Clark can still bomb a little bit. Uh, so you still get a little bit of power. Um, you know, pitching with Fernando Valenzuela was fun because he can, you know, he can move it all over the place and he's, and he's overhand. You know, I think he had the most movement of an overhand pitcher. I mean, obviously, you know, Saberhagen and Bedrosian, those guys are fun going sidearm, but, you know, most of them don't last very long either. Um, so you're only going to get a couple innings. Like Nolan Ryan was fun because you could just blow it past people. Um, I love Detroit's lineup. Like if I had a guilty pleasure team there, it'd probably be Detroit. Just like all those left-handed sticks. Uh, that you could just bomb with, um, you know, like Kirk Gibson and Matty Noakes and those guys. Like that was Daryl Evans. And that, that was always fun to play with Detroit just because having that much left-handed power uh, was always fun. Like I grew up, I was a, I was a Conseco slash Oakland A's fan growing up. So, you know, having Conseco and McGuire on the American League team, that, that was always the direction that I wanted to go. And, um, you know, Boston was obviously the team that everybody wanted to choose because they had, uh, Sheraldi and Clemens, and then you could sub in Tony Armas and obviously have you know another 40 homer guy in there uh, to make your lineup pretty stout. With Ellis Burks at the top was pretty good. So um, I never really, I was never a big Boston guy, mainly just because everybody else. Was, they were kind of to me Boston and RBI. They were kind of the the Raiders of the te- of Tech Mobile. <laughs> like that was the team that everyone gravitated to because Clemens was obviously extremely popular. Uh, you know, they had the be- They probably had the best combination of power and pitching of any team, not not of the All Star teams um, that that were good. I think a sneaky team would probably be California. Uh, a lot of power, pretty good rotation. Had a couple guys who could run. And I, I think that's to me that's the underrated part of that game. The part that not a lot of people paid attention to is speed. Like you could do a lot of damage if you had guys that could run on that game. Um, now you better know how to pitch a little bit because if you did what we did all the time, which I pay for it these days is we played pipe ball when I was a kid. Uh, cause we just like to hit home runs. Um, now you, if you're doing that, obviously speed's not going to make that much of a difference, but, um, if you know how to pitch a little bit, you know, you can play with St. Louis or you can get California and get a couple guys who can run and you can make teams pay. Uh, and that's a lot of fun, but man, we would just play hours and hours and hours we would keep scorebooks we would keep statistics um like it's a lot more it's a lot more difficult to keep statistics in tech mobile than it was rbi baseball i feel like um just because you know the yardage markers of where you started where you ended up and you know you just didn't want to take that time between plays um in rbi baseball we just we were stat nerds when it came to that we'd, we'd sit there and stat a whole season out and uh keep batting averages and rbi and uh strikeouts for certain pitchers it was a lot of fun you almost needed a like a third person to uh, yes. to rotate yeah, we, in, but they would be your scorekeeper when they weren't playing. You know. Yeah, we would. We so. had a couple three and four person tournaments, and the guys that weren't playing uh, would keep score, so we could go a little bit faster. But you know, back then that that only lasts so long because <laughs> guys get tired of sitting around, man. Like you're, you can only convince a guy to sit around and watch two or three games, and then they're going to be like, all right, I got I got better stuff I can do. When you're 11 or 13, like not a lot of guys are sitting around watching five or six games before they get a chance to play again if there's nothing really on the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. We developed a thing for three people called the Royal Rumble. And so you'd have two guys play, and they'd randomly draw teams. And so the loser would sit out the next game, and the guy sitting out would rotate in. So it was constantly a, a rotation deal. Um, so that's now, how didn't we... you Didn't you tell me that you guys had – some Tecmo tournaments where one person played defense and one person played offense. We've done some of that with, with some buddies from up in Canada where. Yeah, that like, would be cool because then at least you get, you know, you get more people involved. Mm-hmm. And 
there's not near as much waiting around. Uh, and then obviously you can, you can dial in and focus in and try to specialize on one thing a little bit more. So that, that would be kind of cool. Piggybacking on um, one, of your, one of the topics we were talking about with Detroit, uh, one of the funniest things that always cracks me up playing against Detroit is um, Daryl Evans. The amount of times I've thrown out um, Daryl Evans and Matt Noakes oh, at yeah. first base, those yep. guys will, will send a missile to the right fielder on the ground, and they're slow. they got no shot. Yeah, you can peg them, especially if you get a right fielder with a pretty good arm. Uh, you can absolutely take advantage of that for sure. Yeah, and um, – yeah, Boston is uh, definitely one of the popular teams because with the substitutions, they have Mondo power. Yep. Um, and then uh, California, they have a great mix, you know, righty-lefty, righty-lefty type of lineup. So um, Yeah, you get Pettis at the top who can mm -hmm. move, and, you know, you can kind of get him going around the bases a little bit. So, yeah, they're, they're a fun team to play with, no doubt. Yeah, the RBI, um, the, the variances from team to team and how it affects the matchups, it's it's really phenomenal. It's uh it's, uh, it's up there with Tech Mobile with me, obviously, with my handle. Well, I think we've covered everything. Um, first off, okay, sure, man. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, know it, I know some of it may be dependent on the matchup, but if you were setting Vegas odds, you versus me in Tech Bowl right now, how many points would you favor yourself by? Oh, um... No, I guess it, it would depend on the matchup too. Um, maybe right, ten. We'll say, we'll say you give. We'll say you give me first pick. I'm probably going to go New York. Okay. I'll just go ahead and throw that out. Um, also, how we would have to determine player one, player two. That's key. Um, which I'll talk about that in a second here. So, um, so if you were going to take New York um, as my counter, ooh, I would probably go with San Francisco. So I'd probably want to air it out. So. I think if I'm player one, maybe I'd be a 10 point. I think I would set myself as a 10 point favorite. Um, if I'm player two, you know, maybe a seven point favorite. Okay. Let me, let me share something with you about um, what we did with Tecmo Bowl. So a buddy and I would play, we record games onto DVD. Um, and so we had a section, a segment of like 150 games um, that we'd already played. So we didn't go, the, it's like the exercise was already completed when we decided to do this. And so we looked at records and player one uh, won their games like 60% of the time. So there's definitely inherent, inherent advantages to being player one. And then I also did a deep study of yards per carry on plays that were not picked. Um, and I found that the running backs tended to gain like a yard to a yard and a half more per carry. And, um, all their big plays, the majority of their big plays, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 yard runs came as player one. So definitely, yeah, definitely a, a big advantage to be player one. So um, overall, I think if we played a best of seven, um, we might go seven. It'd be a, be a really good challenge. So uh, I think we would have a lot of fun back and forth battles. And uh, I think I could keep it competitive, but like I've heard you talk a couple of times about like what, how you play the game strategically where you take people based on what you pick. And I mean, you, you pretty much know what's going to be happening. Like I, I mentally don't play the game that way. Um, a lot of my stuff is, is not as predetermined. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm also, I'm also really stubborn and that gets <laughs> me in trouble a lot of times. Uh, like if I get in my head that I want to go to a certain guy or if I want to find to run the ball or if I want to have a certain guy have success on defense, like I'll get away from what is probably playing the percentages and just doing what I want to do. And 
like when I'm playing the computer or somebody that I know I can handle, like anytime I give up a big play or a score, it's usually just because, you know, I'm being an ass and playing with somebody that I shouldn't be playing with or trying to get a sack on a play that I know I'm probably not going to get a sack on because the ball's going to get out. So that's, you know, it's, I think I could keep it close. I think it would be, it'd be competitive and fun, but I, I don't know if I could win. I don't know if I could win three out of six and, and push it to a game seven. Uh, but it'd be, it'd be cool to see sometime. If we could oh yeah, it. definitely. The thing that's helped me a lot is I've had a dedicated um, a group of guys, and so we've learned the ins and outs of defense together. Um, and so we've not only do we have the app, the knowledge of the game, but playing so much, we got the application of it too. Um, and then where things started to get a little weird was I could take the defensive knowledge, turn it around, so offensively I could do pre-snap reads. So I'm like, okay. He's LT. It's it's uh, third and four. Um, if he calls this play, you know my top receiver is going to be open. If he calls this play, my top receiver is going to be covered by a by a defensive um, com- control player. So, um, offensively is 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 where all the defensive knowledge has come. So, anyways, yeah. yeah. So, well, before we go, I do want to give you this homage um so i'm up here in omaha and so a lot of people you know that maybe listen around the nation aren't familiar with your work on sec uh, Network. I, said, I said oklahoma earlier yeah yeah no that's no, no, it's okay no worries um you know so but you know some people might recognize you from the sec network and espn your sideline work and all that stuff so but what i've noticed on social media um is down in the south it's there's like a phenomenon that with the aura you have with Tech Mobile and your invincibility, and it's really an incredible thing. And to me, it's it's like you are a really good wrestling heel from the '80s, because all these <laughs> all these people are like, "Oh, I could beat him. He's not playing anybody." And I'm like, "Nah, nah, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat Cole. No, sorry." <laughs> Uh, so it's just yeah, it's it's a phenomenon down there that I don't think people understand outside of kind of like the SEC footprint, um, how how big of a thing it is that your Tecmo Bowl skills are um, down in that region. So um, kudos to well, you, man. It's funny because if you've noticed, there've been and Justin Plunkett, the guy I told you about mm-hmm. earlier, he's one that actually would respond. And there's there's another guy. Just I don't know why I remember this response, but Ray Sively was another one. Because uh, he's a longtime listener of mine, and they would kind of chime in because they were actually at those tournaments I told you about, and th- those are guys that would kind of follow up with like, "Yeah, dude, he he ain't picking Bo Jackson every time. That's not how he works. Like, you you got the wrong idea. This is you 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 don't know what you're talking about. So you get a little dose of reality from guys who have actually experienced it every now and then. But you're right. There, most people just think it's. Well, oh, if, if you don't get Bo Jackson, then I can handle you. And it's like, nah, that's, that's not really the way it goes. Yeah, and I've been to tournaments in, well, let's see, eight cities encompassing seven states. And the average guy off the street is not very good at Tech Mobile. I mean, it's, it's pretty rare to find somebody that's that's uh, really stands out at, you know, 40-player tournament in Cincinnati, 32 players in Columbus, Ohio, Pittsburgh. So those are pretty rare birds to run into. I kind of laugh, you know, guys will say, oh, I'm going to I blow coal out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 this guy hasn't lost in 20 years. Let's just talk about, you know, <laughs> hanging in there. 
So <laughs> I appreciate that. That's so uh, yeah. That's, uh, so uh, anyways, uh, just yeah, I wanted to g give you those props. That uh, it's just phenomenal the the way people talk about you down there. I just I love it, and and uh, I always wait for the you know the drive by Twitter comments that people try to throw at you. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. We've obviously been trying to do this for a long time, and. Uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to sit down and play a game together. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I would love that. That'd be so much fun. So, all right. Thanks for coming on, Cole. Appreciate it, Brad. Look forward to uh, catching up with you again soon, man. Yep.